Well, welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Breakthrough. Uh, I'm one of our guest hosts, Parker. Um, Faith is joining me on the, the standard rotation, and I'm so excited, um, excited to be back for another episode and, and really uh, back for a phenomenal guest. Uh, our guest today, she grew up on a farm in Nebraska before attending Dartmouth College. She pursued her love of, of science and education, uh, which led to five years uh, as a middle school science teacher. And then after earning a doctor of education degree uh, in Harvard, or in, uh, at Harvard in education policy, uh, and worked as a consultant for Harvard's DataWise project, where she helped schools around the country implement data-based improvement practices. Uh, from there, Anne became chief program officer at Project Lead the Way, which is a national nonprofit and leading provider of STEM curriculum. She helped expand access to hands-on STEM curriculum and professional development to over 8,000 schools across the U.S. So, I mean, just just getting up to that point is, is incredible. But now uh, she co-leads District C, which is here in the Raleigh area where Faith and I are based. Um, so it's a triangle-based nonprofit that is preparing the next generation of diverse talent for modern work. Ann Jones, welcome to the podcast. We'd love for you to just share <laughs> a little bit of your story as you jump right in. Let's do it. I appreciate that. Well, first of all, hearing all of that, I was like, the short version is Ann Jones. She is old. She's... <laughs> She's done a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, my, my journey, I, it's always important to me to start it on the farm. I mean, I, I, I grew up a farm kid and, um, you know, used to play a quarter mile or so away from the house. And my mom would ring this big bell when it was time to come up. But otherwise, me and my brother were kind of out creating our own adventures. And I think that that spirit um, has led me a lot through a lot of uh, decisions and, and I think is something I still feel that I get to do. Uh, in the work that I do at District C. So um, yeah, now I just get to actually like connect with other young people, uh, connect with uh, businesses. And I have to tell you, I'm gonna get into this more, but there's so many good people out there and there's so much good work. Just lucky to do what I do. Mm. That's a good reminder too, because sometimes we can get into the, the mindset of, oh, people aren't going to help me, you know, they're just out for the money or whatever it is. And so hearing you say that it just really, you're such a light uh, and a beacon in this, in this place to remind us of there are good people. They want to help uh, community is good doing things in relationship with others, get you farther uh, in life and in career. So you, you saying that you grew up on a farm and there is this spirit of hard work, right? Yeah. And what other things that traces back from your childhood that you learned there on the farm has propelled you into your passion for, for science and different things like that. Tell us a little bit more of where that, that interest came from, from the farm. You know, it's, I always say like, you know, the, the work we're doing at District C is, is all about uh, helping people be better team players and problem solvers. And I, I learned I learned that working on, as part of a, a family, and you know something would break down, and my dad would call us on the two band radio, and my mom and my brother and I would go and look around the shop and try to figure out what to throw in the back of the pickup truck and head out, and we'd all try to figure it out. I mean, it it is when you're a family owned business like that, and you know when when you're in that kind of hands on workspace every day was a problem to solve. And I, I remember too, sitting around the dinner table, you know, making decisions, thinking about, well, 
you know, given the weather conditions or, you know, what, what kind of bugs and fungus were outgrown in the field, what the markets were doing. It was just really neat. I was always part of that team just because I was in the family. Um, and so you're always part of that kind of thinking in those conversations. So that, that's been huge, you know, for me and, and, a, and a real driver. I think too, there's a community element of this that really sticks with me. And, uh, you know, the, the, I'll tell a story that's actually quite tragic, um, but, it, but it illustrates a larger point, which is we're there for each other. Um, one of my classmates, his father was killed uh, in, in a farming accident and it happened right around harvest and so not to my surprise but i reflect back on this everybody that could came and helped get the crops out of the field for that family mm -hmm. um and did whatever they could to help them get through that transition into that next season and i and i grew up in that sense of community where we're there for each other and we help each other and that i think that too has been a real shaping force. I, I, again, I'm just, there's so many amazing people and I think finding ways to connect with them around, you know, common good and what can we do together um, is really important to me. Oh, it's so powerful. And, and tell us a little bit more about, you know, now jumping into, you know, your work with District C. So first of yep. all, for, for listeners that might not know what it's all about, tell us, you know, what, what's yep. the problem you're solving and what does that solution look like, but also what gets you excited about it? Yeah. So the problem that we're solving is we know that students having experience matters, right? When, when you're, when you're, when you're trying to get that summer job or, you know, coming out of, coming out of a tour of four year, that job, coming out of high school, that job, yeah. <laughs> um, experience matters, right? And, and you pretty much always get two, two questions. One, tell me about a time you worked in a team and tell me about a time that you had to really solve a challenging problem. And the problem that we're trying to solve is too many young people, the only answers to that, those questions are something about, you know, well, I played on the basketball team because that's the only, you know, music, like arts or sports is the only team experiences they really have. And when it comes to solving problems or challenging situations, it's like, oh, well, I had to take physics and it was really hard. And, and that's not what businesses necessarily mean. Like they're thinking experience in, in the sense of really working with a company. And that doesn't mean it has to be for-profit. It could be nonprofit, it could be government. Um, but the problem we're trying to solve is we got to change that because the things that you can learn, and I will say with coaching and with help around teamwork and problem solving are critical no matter what path you choose. So, so that was really the problem we were trying to solve. The solution to that problem is called teamship. And teamship is really reimagining the internship experience because internship is what we think of when we think of students getting real work experience. But there's a lot of issues with internships. And so we wanted to reimagine, and particularly around three, three factors. Number one, we've got to make internships or this real world experience, the access is, has to be more equitable. So we designed teamship to be done in partnership with high schools where students can take this as part of their school day. They've got a bus to school, they can sign up for it period three, and then if they've got to go work a job after school or if they have family obligations after school, that's fine, right? We're not asking them to trade that off. 
The other piece around equity is social capital. We're not asking students to rely on their own networks to go find an internship, which is too often done. We're actually bringing the business to them and in fact, building their social capital. So that's the first dimension. The second is we're gonna focus you not on the routine, kind of boring maybe stuff that businesses sometimes bring students in just to get done. That too often happens in traditional internships. We are gonna engage those students in solving a real problem for a business. They're gonna work in a team and they're gonna do something real and they're gonna to have to think and they're gonna to have to deal with the complexity and that's the stuff, that's the stuff that's gonna get them hired. That's the story they're gonna tell in that job interview. Tell me about a time you solved a problem. Well, let me tell you about this problem I solved for this business. It's down the street from where I live and this was the problem and we had to work on it as a team. That's the story you're gonna tell. The third piece is students need coaching, right? Too many times again in internships, best intentions by the businesses, but the folks are busy. They're, they're doing their job, right? So the students aren't getting much coaching. Our coaches are not only trained on what and what they want students to get better at and how, but again, these are teachers in the school. So their full-time focus is on how to help that student get better at being a team player in the face of complexity. And that's the level of support they need. So that's, that's the solution um, that we're really bringing to the table. So you can hear where all the fun stuff is, right? We get to work <laughs> with these students and hear all their amazing thinking, these businesses that come and bring a real problem and that whole interaction is, it's magic. Your, your passion for problem solving is, is great. And I love how you worked on the farm and you problem solved there. And that's what inspired you and has led you to where you are today, helping people implement that problem solving aspect um, into their day to day and equipping them, preparing them for real world things. Yep. Um, that's going to make them stand out from the rest. I love the team ship. Like that is such a cool name for it also. Um, so I I'm, I'm in for, it. I support that a hundred percent and, <laughs> and what a cool thing to a model that you have to bring it to schools so that with all amidst the crazy, you know, sports after school activities that students are doing, that they can actually take a period during school, um, to get this experience and which will make them their transition from school to career um, easier, right? I said they'll be, they'll be more equipped for yeah. it as well. And um, you're helping them overcome challenges that I'm sure you've had to work through in, in creating businesses yourself, right? And solving business challenges. What's been the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome and how have you overcome it? Yeah. I'm going to go way back to okay. answer this question. Yeah. The, this was a very important moment in my life. So I was a big athlete in high school and I was recruited um, to be on the track team uh, at Dartmouth College where I ran the 400 and I loved it. I mean, that was very much my identity, especially getting, you know, through high school and starting college, you know, that was my team. That was my, those were my people. That was my entry into this very new experience. Um, and I started uh, having stress fractures mm -hmm. and I had three, uh, which are micro fractures in your bone. I had three by um, Christmas break and um, the, the, it just wasn't, I couldn't tolerate it. And so I was faced with the decision of having to either push through the pain and from some pretty significant 
long-term effects if I continue to try to do that and not get better um, or walk away. And I remember I was out, my brother also went to Dartmouth College. And so he and I were out in a canoe on the Connecticut River. I, very, I, like, I really re vividly remember this. And we're, I was talking to him about this and I was making this decision. Um, should I stop running? Um, and, you know, he just looked at me and he said, you know, there's lots of other parts of you and this is your chance to really decide who you want to be. Mm -hmm. That felt like a breakthrough moment for me, right? The obstacle was, and I'm not even sure I was able to describe this at the time, but it was like this identity piece, right? I'd been told for ever since I was a little kid, I was an athlete, I was good at sports, you know, I got in the local newspaper, I mean, all the things, right? Like that was kind of how I identified. And he's just saying to me, like, this is your chance to decide who you wanna be. Um, changed everything. And I stopped, I quit the team and I started getting involved in education um, and leadership. And that was just a really defining moment. That's one of those, if you draw the trajectory of your life, it yep. was like, what? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, well, well and, and those identity pieces, especially, I mean, you know, our audience, high schoolers, yeah. college students are in that age range where they're having <clears throat> defining moments happening for them and, yep. and opportunity, you know, it's roads crossing. Am I going to be an athlete? Am I going to do something else? What will my major be? All of these right. things. What were some of those things that, you know, get, getting practical for a second for someone who may be coming up on one yeah. of those life decisions, what helped you? to feel confident in the decision you made around what is my identity going to be moving forward? Yeah, I mean, and, and this is, I'm glad you raised that Parker because it's one of the reasons why I wanted to tell that story because you know we work with a lot of young people coming out of high school into college and we get the chance to stay in touch with a lot of them. And it really is that, that transition for some students this is starting in high school and for some students this is happening maybe even after college but the biggest thing for me was realizing it was in my hands. That message from my brother, right? Because I think a lot of the transition happens is you kind of feel like you are the person you're told to be. You do the things that you're told to do. And some of that's very natural. When you're a younger kid, that's what you do. That's what you should do. But it's a very important time because you all of a sudden have the opportunity to say, is this what I want? Is this what I like? What do I like? And, you know, I just think for my brother to open that door to my mind, it just, it made me realize it's okay to think about that and that I needed to think about that. Mm. I mean, you, you, gotta, you gotta live your life and you gotta make some of those choices. And I don't know that there's a magic answer to how to do that, right? I mean, I just think it is realizing that you can and that's important and starting to pay attention, starting to pay attention to those situations, what lights you up? That right. awareness, yeah, that awareness piece is huge. Like yeah. you're saying, uh, being intentional to asking yourself maybe, hey, am I taking personal responsibility here? That's right. Um, our parents, especially in, in high school, whenever we're still living under their roof, uh, they might tell us or remind us to do our homework or to yeah. submit an application to this college. Um, and then whenever we transition to college, it's a little bit more freedom. We're, right. we're, we're able to make some more decisions on our own and it's a good transition piece, but always, uh, asking ourselves, you know, am I taking personal responsibility here or how can I more, um, what's the vision that I really want to see 
mm-hmm. for my life. In our Generation Next program at Del Carney, we really challenge people to make a vision for their life, especially in the, in the next three to six months. Because what we found is oftentimes students just go through the mundane day-to-day, you know, go to school, That's come right. home, eat dinner, do your homework, go to bed. Sometimes you throw in like a sports activity in there. Yep. Um, they aren't really thinking about career yet. They aren't thinking about possibilities yet that could be opening up what you're doing with district C um, is an opportunity for them to think outside maybe this box yeah. or, or this bubble um, to say, yes, make decisions that will impact their future and that align with their vision. Um, inspiring creativity, yeah. I think is a big piece of that. So, so talk about the creativity that you feel um, is most provided at District C for students, because if we want to ignite people to be creative, use their passions to problem solve, go after their goals, what does that look like for you in the way that you impact students? Yeah. I want to go back to your vision comment and then come back to this creativity. Yeah. This kind of triggered something in my mind. Yes. Have a vision and like actively test it. Yeah. Right. And what I mean by that is I would like Young people, I think, are, and this kind of connects to, to teenship, but oftentimes they, they are a little nervous to talk to adults. And you can't test your vision. You can't know if it, your vision is right if you don't actively test it, right? Mm-hmm. So what that means is if you think you might be interested in aerospace, who can you talk to that's in the industry? That may sound crazy, but try to find somebody. And I always, you know, like I say to, the, say to our, our teenship alum, you know, you'd be surprised if you create a LinkedIn profile and you start reaching out to people and, and, you, and you were to even just say, I'm a high school student. I'm really interested in aerospace engineering. You know, I know you're an alum from our school. Um, I'd really like to spend, if you have 30 minutes talking to you, you'll be shocked how many people will say yes. Like test your vision, right? Go out and try to have those experiences. Talk to those people, build that social capital, build that network. Maybe you have a conversation, you're like, mm, uh-uh, that ain't it at all. Well, let's try this. But be proactive about that. I think that's because you don't get that if you just go through your coursework. I mean, whether that be high school or two-year or four-year institution, right? Like you don't test it out unless you get a chance to really do it or talk to somebody that's been there. So I, the, the vision piece is huge. Um, have a point of view, right? Have, have an opinion about it. Um, as far as like the creativity provided, I think the biggest thing that, that first we hear back from students um, is they're surprised they can, they, they're a little bit surprised they actually are able to come up with a solution for the business, especially when they see the business look at them and say, we're gonna do that. I mean, think of the creativity that's involved, right? I mean, not to mention they come into a business they may not have heard of, a problem they may not be at all familiar with and working with people they may not know all that well. And that, that's no easy road. And I think as they move through that and understand the business and understand the problem and begin to come back and say to the business, here's, why, here's what we think is going on and here's what we think you should do about it. And they hear that business say, wow, I think we're gonna do that. That surprises them. And I think that is all part of like the creative process, if you will. And they can do it. And, and it does take coaching, right? It isn't just like 
putting them a team and say, good luck with that, right? There is coaching involved, but they can do it. And I'll tell you, the businesses are surprised too. And if we can change those hearts and minds, you will start to see more conversations and more opportunities between our young people and our businesses. We actually ask companies, are you more likely to consider a student for employment after teamship? And right now it's like over 90% are saying yes. Are, we are changing minds, both on the student's confidence side, I can do this, I can add real value. Yes, you can. And on the business side, same thing. Wow, what a, and what a powerful way to be able to have an impact in a community. I mean, I if, if businesses are saying, hey, yes, we want to bring people who into the fold who can get more experience and can come out graduated and, and more educated in the business world, so powerful. In addition to, you, you mentioned it there right at the end, but the confidence for those students. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I have to imagine that you've seen some really incredible transformation as a result of students going through this program. Are there any examples that stand out of students who went through one of these, you know, team groups and, and then come out the other side just completely different as a result? Yeah, a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot. I, I'm thinking of, um, well, we, that's actually one of the videos that we have on, on our YouTube channel. Um, it's the Jordan Christmas is the title of the video, but Jordan, the video is of Jordan and her mom. And they tell the story of how Jordan was first invited to be a part of teamship. And what happened was the school called Jordan's mom and said, hey, we wanna get Jordan involved. It's this thing where you work in a team and you solve a real problem for a business and da, da, da. And her mom says, um, that's great, but you must mean Jordan's twin sister, Nia, because she's the one that's like outgoing and doing everything. She's like, Jordan's my wallflower. You, you must not mean Jordan. I said, no, we mean Jordan. And, and you see the, the mom say this and then, and Jordan's like, yeah, I was like, I was happy being in behind the scenes, right? And then Jordan tells this story about how when she first started in meetings, she didn't say a whole lot. But then her coach, who happened to be me, um, her coach came to her and said, hey, Jordan, I'm, knowing, I'm noticing in the documents, you're writing all these great ideas. You, you, gotta, you gotta get that out there. You gotta share that out. And so she's like, I'm going to try it. So she started to try it and just watched her confidence change. She says in the video, my confidence grew a thousand percent. And, and here's the line that she said that I love. She said, we have it in us. We just need somebody to help us pull it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, so that's the thing, right? Like this, this confidence, so it's, kind of, it's kind of a funny word, right? Like, what does that really mean? What she realized was she had it in her. She just needed that opportunity to somebody to help pull that out of her. And then she's off and running. Yes, that is so important that people make such an impact in our lives, right? And, and the ones that actually can pull it out of us and encourage us into who we can be. Uh, personally, if I look back at my life, those people uh, have have made me almost where I am today because they've given me the confidence to choose certain things, to take action and taking the action really produces the confidence, you know, doing the things saying, yes, uh, we need to say yes more, especially as high school and college students who maybe shrink back and don't take opportunities, really taking action and listening to whether it be our parents or mentors uh, or people speaking into our lives that we want to be like, right? Um, 
doing the things, saying yes, what would yeah. you say to maybe a parent or teacher that's watching this? How can they help yeah. pour into the students, right? What's a piece of advice for them? Yeah, what actually, I, I'm really glad you asked that question, Faith, because as you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, the best thing that a coach or a mentor or a parent can do is, is actually shift that mindset of pouring into them and actually shift it to uh, almost like pulling it out of them. There you go. It goes from telling to questioning then, right? I, like I, I mean, this is part of the training that we do with our coaches, right? But I, I just, I want adults in these young people's lives to, to help them find their path. Mm. And, and that often doesn't come from continuing to tell them. It comes from asking questions and just let yourself be totally curious about them. These young people are so interesting and they may not share it all out right away, but you build some of that rapport, you build that trust and there's a lot going on and, and, and they really, they're just, they're, I, I tell you what, there's so many young people that we meet. I am so impressed by them. I have so much hope. I know there's, there's, there's a lot going on in this world, right? We got a lot of problems we need to work on. I have so much hope with this generation of young people. I, I feel like they're leaned in. I, I feel like there's a, a focus around making a difference. Just listen, ask questions, um, be curious. Asking questions is a great piece of advice. Um, yeah. And thank you for that reminder uh, and, and the hope that you have brought to this conversation. Um, that's very impactful. If, if you think about the person maybe that has inspired you and, and given you hope, who, who is that person for you? Because it just seems so natural for you to give it to other people. Can you tell a little bit about who and, and maybe what they said and why is that person? Yeah. So, you know, for me, I was just, I was just talking to my team about this the other day. I, I feel like from a young age, there's certain, there's just, there's mo there's snapshots for me, right? Of something that somebody said to me that, that sticks with me. So my answer to that question is I, a lot, a lot of people. Um, and I, and I can remember the things that they've said to me. I, I, I just, I feel like I just, I, I'm just so intrigued by, by folks and so appreciative of their willingness to have engaged with me at a young age through adulthood. Um, you know, I, I, well, coming back to a common theme, honestly, like I remember a very specific moment in college, there was a professor, his name was Robert Finswanger and he's since passed. Um, I stayed in touch with him till, you know, close, close to his passing and as an adult and knew him personally. But I remember the first time I met him and I had heard on campus, like he was the guy to talk to, like he was very connected. He worked in Washington. He was, I mean, very impressive credentials, this and that. So I was, you know, this seemed like a big deal to me at the time, but I was trying to make some decisions about how to spend my extracurricular time. And there was this particular group that I was, you know, debating joining. Why, why this was like the thing that I took to talk to him about what I, I really can't know. But at the time that was, you know, very big deal. So I showed up in his office and I lay out this whole story about, you know, how I'm thinking about this and blah, 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 blah. And then I asked him, what should I do? And he would not answer the question. And he basically told me like, 
why don't you decide that and let me know? And I walked out of there thinking like, that felt kind of mean. You know, like, aren't you supposed to, aren't you the grown up here? Aren't you supposed to tell me what to do? You're this smart guy that everybody told me to talk to. Mm. And about 24 hours later, it, it started to register. So I was like, okay, I can do this. So I made the decision and I was like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send him a message. I'm gonna email him, tell him what I did. And I did, and his response was, this is the right decision because you made it. Wow. Same theme, right? Like same story that I told you about my brother, but like, isn't it just like that? I will never forget that. I will never forget that moment. And that was day one of a lifelong, you know, or for the rest of his life anyway, relationship with, with, with Robert and his wife. And I mean, you know, so many things I learned from him, but, but he was all about, you got to figure it out and you, and take big swings. That, that was his other great advice. And, and, you know, kind of to the point of, you know, I said for young people, Hey, if you think like, Oh, I can't, I can't connect with that person on LinkedIn. Like that's, that's too big of a swing. Try it. Like the worst thing they're going to tell you is no, or they'll ignore you. So what? I mean, yeah, Robert was all about the big swings. I remember he'd tell he'd say stuff and I'd leave and I, my husband and I would be like, Oh my God, that's crazy. And then we'd be like, but is it, <laughs> but is it, boy, did he get us thinking on some things? Wow. I love, I love how engaging just the stories that you have are and, and really just the experiences that you have learned from it. It's so cool. And, and uh, wow, what a, yeah, what a piece of advice to end it on. I'm curious, you know, if, if people want, you know, are, are hearing this, either they're local or they're just, you know, they're around the U S but they, they want to hear more of your, your story or just follow more of what district C is doing. Where, where's the best place to go and just find out more about your work? Yeah, I mean, our website is uh, districtc.co.co, uh, okay. so watch that autofill on the M there. Um, you know, there we, we really do uh, do a pretty good job of on the, there's a latest page if you want to sort of see what's happening, and then we sort of lay out some of the philosophical pieces and the research behind some of the work and just nuts and bolts what it is. Um, and then our YouTube page has, you know, some fun videos and stuff. That's always uh, a fun thing to watch. But um but yeah, I mean, you know, reach out to me. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'll, I believe in encouraging young people to network and I will put myself out there as the first point of contact and A-N-N-E uh, at districtc.co. And, you know, it's, it's one of the favorite parts of my day is if I get to talk to, I actually just talked to a, a sophomore in college who said, well, I'm interested in something in education, but I don't know what my options are. So I was wanting to just sort of hear your journey story. I mean, how fun is that? I asked her a ton of questions. She was so interesting. Yeah. Oh, I I'm love o- that. I'm, I'm open to it. And living it. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly yeah. what you're talking about. That's, that's really cool. Um, and yeah. it's unique. So um, yes. Well, and absolutely. Um, and we'll have those um, links that Anne's just mentioned in the description so that anything that she's just talked about, you can go right there and find it easily access it and click on it to, to go find out more. Um, but Anne, thanks for such an engaging discussion today. And it was so cool to, I mean, obviously this is the first time that we're chatting, but I'm just excited to know you and, and grateful to be a part of a part of the, whatever's next in your story and just follow along. I appreciate it. I really appreciate this opportunity and the work that you all are doing. It's um, yeah, it matters. Thank you. Thank you. And, and for anybody listening, um, if it's your first time listening, make sure you're subscribed. It's the easiest way to make sure that every time we push out a new episode that you've got it and you've got the notification and uh, you can follow us on Instagram as well at Dale Carnegie 
East in C for more clips, content, highlights, and everything that is moving in our world. And uh, thank you, as always, for joining. We'll see you again next week.